0: Well, the Knicks covered minus four and a half. 108-103 uh, over the Nets. I just messaged uh, Joe Delero who jumped on with us earlier, and I said, Whew, how about that sweat from the Knicks? Never a doubt, he said. <laughs> just, it, was, uh, it was not pretty, but the Knicks do win, and now as we wait for the second game, the Lakers-Clippers game on TNT, I don't know that I've ever seen this before. Is CNN covering sports? Because I know Turner and CNN and TNT, all the same umbrella. According to the TNT I guess it's pregame show for the Lakers game, postgame show for the Knicks Nets. They say CNN reports that Doc Rivers has accepted the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching job.
1: I, is this a thing? There has been nothing from anyone that I would consider to be reputable on social media. No woes, no shams. Hell, even Chris Haynes, who works for this particular company has not tweeted anything about it in fact nick the only thing that i've seen tweeted about this is one a great tweet that i had and then two a one of those gathering accounts you know those information gathers where they say sources but don't actually source the report that they are putting out on twitter that's the only thing i've I've seen about this i need a name behind that report or this could be one of the all-time blunders from uh, nba on tnt if they are just falsely running with doc rivers
0: because CNN all of a sudden reported it. So, it's a lot of people are crediting CNN Sports. I don't think that's a domestic like it's not they don't cover sports they for but the who is, US.
1: I mean, you you got to think about this. If if this is being reported by CNN, they are getting this information obviously from somewhere. Either that or they're just completely freeballing it. But if they're getting this information from somewhere, who in Doc Rivers' camp that's or the what, yeah. Bucks camp decided Let's go to CNN to break this news. Not Woj, who's been on top of this for the entire afternoon. Not Shams, who is constantly battling it out with Woj for news. Let's go to CNN to really try and start up this new division that they're trying. Hell, I mean, if this is the case, bravo to CNN. Because while every other establishment (laughs) in our country seems to be cutting its sports department, if CNN's going to build one up, I'll at least give you a
0: little bit of poetry snaps for that one. I it's a great way to. I, I think it's something international, though. Like it's because it's it's. If you look at their Twitter <laughs> handle, it says CNN Sport and Sport. We don't say Sport in the U.S. Them boys across the
1: pond getting into the NBA. They're like, give us a game in London, please. Let's yeah, get the some best sports stories action. from
0: around the world. I mean, it's. It is officially well now you don't know who's official anymore, but it is because it's got a little CNN square next to the blue check mark. The blue check marks mean nothing. I refuse to pay for mine. I earned mine the right way, so I'm going to keep it that way. Uh, yeah, I somebody knows them and let them know that Doc Rivers, I guess, was taking the job in CNN Sports or CNN Sport is I, reporting that Doc Rivers is going to coach the Bucks. Not that it really should be a surprise. We kind of knew this was going to happen.
1: No, we knew it was going to happen. But, like, they just, according to Woj, they just reached out three hours ago. Now, I've never been in these conversations before, Nick, but my guess is that you at least take three hours to interview. You have a nice dinner, get a dessert, maybe a decaf coffee or a caffeinated coffee if you're really crazy and feeling <laughs> yourself late at night. But for the benefit of uh, of TNT, I really hope this is right. Because they just went about seven minutes on this. Like, it was through the break into just now when they're going to... They went seven minutes on this. Could you imagine the lunacy of one of the great shows on television? Now, it's not Ernie, Chuck, and Kenny. It's just Shaq up there with, respectfully, the B-team. We know that. We know. It's a B-team. But could you imagine going seven minutes on a fake report, getting duped like that? Oh, you'll never hear the end of it.
0: Well, they're owned by Turner. They're all Turner. So, CNN, TNT. So, they're all under the same family. So you hope that there's a, it's a good family and they've communicated well? Yeah, I don't know. So it looks like Doc Rivers is the head, head coach of the Bucks. I'll say this, though. You think they weren't talking to him before they fired Adrian Griffin? I promise you they did. This wasn't like a, hey, we fired our guy, and they pick up the phone, and they're like, hey, Doc, so we just fired our coach. Uh, hey, do, would you be interested in coaching the Bucks here at all? Yeah, yeah, you would. Okay. Uh, all right, great, 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 because uh, we already fired. No, they already had this conversation beforehand. Yeah, you can't contract tamper with ESPN. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. So Didn't they fire Jeff Van Gundy because he wanted to get back into coaching, and now Doc Rivers leaves <laughs> halfway so, through the NBA season to yeah, go
1: coach? Naturally, they, they fire a guy who wants to get back into coaching, and they hire a guy that literally just left and clearly still wants to coach. They should have made Redick and RJ, by the way, the top team. I think those guys are hilarious.
0: Yeah, they are really good. Both of them. There are some players that just transition right away to media, and they just have it. They're just natural. And, like, JJ does want to coach,
1: but he wants to coach, like, fourth graders. So, it's it's, you know, you're playing different ballgames there.
0: And you know what? That's probably the best. I mean, to – coach coaching the NBA after being oh, – yeah, Doc Rivers just wants more. He's a glutton for punishment. Good thing is we know Bucks will lose in the second round again, so that's not going to change anything.
1: It would be not. I I love Giannis. I like yeah, – my my playoff life is better when Giannis goes further in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but Doc Rivers has had but, lots of talented players, and well, we know how that's gone when it's all said and done.
1: Well, at least I know Damian Lillard will play better in Game 7 than James Harden. He might <laughs> not true. play great, but he'll play that, better than James Harden. You
0: know what? Touché. That is very true. All right. So we do power rankings every week on the show, Denton. Yes. But now we're down to four teams uh, left in the playoffs. The NFL's final four, if you will. So we're still going to do our own version of power rankings with this with a little caveat. Okay. Rank the four teams that are left in the playoffs like a normal power ranking. Yes. And they're adding a plus one. And this plus one is like a date. It's a date to these power rankings. It doesn't have to be a team that you love right now. If they were in the playoffs, where they would be maybe. It could also be... Just where that organization is What their future is What you think they're doing What you saw from them this season That tells you Hey This team They're on the rise They're hot right now Like Hansel Hansel So hot right now That's what I'm gonna let you start my friend You go with your power rankings You give us your plus one I'll let you start with that. Do I do I start from the bottom or do I start from the top? I always start from the bottom. I go, well, it was ten to I, one, now it's four to one, and then the plus one at the end. And you know we gotta do you gotta keep the number one team for last. So the, the uh the tradition here on this show is we go from lowest to highest rank.
1: So here's the thing. All right. I don't know if I broke the rules a little bit or if I'm just beaten to my own drum fifth is the Detroit Lions so one of the teams that's in the playoffs is the fifth for me
0: (laughs) you just took this whole thing and flipped it on its head you're a jackass completely flipped it on its head
1: I like the Detroit Lions I think they're a very good team but I recognize they have some flaws and the flaws are at quarterback GR Goff has had a really good season this year that cannot be disputed but we have also seen on more than one occasion when he does not have the benefit of great coaching like truly great coaching he can struggle a little bit so because of of that i have the lions at number five at four is my plus one this is where I'm, I'm messing some things up today i came in ready to fire guns a blazing because the the entire uh we'll say 48 hours nick ever since the bills lost the the the, the game to the, the kansas city Chiefs, there's been a lot of discussion about where josh allen ranks uh, amongst the pantheon of great quarterbacks and you and i would agree. Patrick Mahomes is in a tier of his own yes he is we are watching Jordan in the flesh for my money he's the fourth greatest quarterback of all time and we're watching him play now so he's in a tier of his own and then you get to that second tier which is where your Lamar Jackson is which is where people are saying that Josh Allen is I would agree with that but everybody is forgetting the name Joe Burrow Patrick Mahomes has lost to two guys in the postseason Tom Brady, one of those was not his fault because his guy jumped off sides. The other time, he got absolutely crushed by that, uh, that Buccaneers defense in the Super Bowl but he's lost to Joe Burrow. There's something about Joe Burrow in big games, and don't come at me with this. Well, Joe Burrow has such a great situation around him. He does with the wide receivers, but man, that offensive line has sucked for every single year that he has been a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think people were way too early to kind of write off this out of sight, out of mind kind of feel with the Cincinnati Bengals, but when my guy Joe Burrow is healthy, there are very few teams that are better than him There are very few quarterbacks better than him, so they are my plus one at number four. It's a plus one that I really love. I I really, really love (laughs) if that wasn't obvious. Number three for me is the San Francisco 49ers. I think we saw a little bit of their flaws this past weekend in that Brock Purdy was crowned maybe a little too early right I still think he's a good quarterback but he was in the conversation for MVP that was a little unfair he was in the conversation for Joe Montana don't know (laughs) where that one came from but those San Francisco fans must have been having a ball uh, in the early portion of this season he's not there yet it's very clear that when Debo Samuel is not playing there is a difference in this offense so because of that I have them at number three. Number two is the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes showcased, yet again, home road. Doesn't matter. He is playing with his worst set of skill position players that we've ever seen. Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest tight ends that we've ever seen. But this has not been his best season. I think that is inarguable at this point. The numbers back that up. Still great. He proved this weekend, by the way, he is still somebody you can rely on. In big games, but Mahomes had to deliver such incredible throws just to get the guys to catch it this weekend. It was incredibly impressive from his standpoint. So, because the Chiefs are playing so well and because Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, I have them at number two. And finally, we end with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think that Baltimore is getting enough credit, Nick, on the defensive side of the football. They have the MVP. We are so accustomed to seeing a great defensive team lift a subpar or average offensive team think the 2015 denver broncos where peyton manning literally couldn't throw the ball think the lob seahawks were yeah russell wilson's been a good quarterback in this league for a while and they had Marshawn lynch but that was a defensive team that won that super bowl and had they not gone to russell wilson on the goal line they go back to back in super bowls baltimore has a great offense and a great defense so the combination of those two things as much as i love patrick mahomes i do not think anybody can beat baltimore in the postseason this year so they are my number one team i almost really broke the rules and didn't even include like a number two just to kind of accentuate the gap between baltimore (laughs) and everybody else but i thought just moving cincinnati was enough i'd like to be invited back at some point so i didn't want to just completely take a a mallet to this thing and go bashing like i was ice cube back in the, the the 90s and 80s
0: First off, you already threw the show on its head. Yeah, that's true. Because you already broke the rule. Well, you didn't break the rules. There were really no rules for this. We kind of made it up. I
1: I live by my own rules. I would
0: say this. It was surprising. Now, here, let me tell you this. First off, I love the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. And this team, even with some salary cap implications, got a really, really bright future. But are you not concerned at all about the potential that they lose T. Higgins, though I think they could franchise him, that they... Don't have the cap space to address. Really, still some needs on the offensive line. Some upgrades there. Maybe some things defensively as well. Do those things concern you at all? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the loss of T. Higgins. They're going to lose T. Higgins. Like the, the end of
1: season interviews, kind of like Everybody kind of gets the deal here. T. Higgins is gone. Tyler Boyd might be gone as well. But they're in a really unique spot. They're in a really unique spot because in the NFL draft, they're like kind of mm-hmm. at that midpoint of the NFL draft. There's a lot of really good wide receivers. Like if a guy like a LSU alum Malik Neighbors happens to drop and Cincinnati is in that spot, if a guy like Roma Dunze, who I thought was the clutchest wide receiver in college football this year, if he happens to drop, like imagine pairing Malik Neighbors and Jamar Chase, because they're going to keep Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going to get a hefty contract this offseason. They're going to keep Jamar Chase. As long as you get guys for Joe Burrow to throw to, he'll be fine.
0: Malik Neighbors may not be that much of a drop off from Marvin Harrison Jr. either. No, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is is. is a is maybe slightly the better receiver at this point, but I don't th- I There's so much hype around him, I think it's overshadowed Malik Neighbors and what he's able to do. Malik Neighbors was great this year for a uh, team that had a couple of other options to throw to. This is... I mean, it's such a stacked quarterback or wide receiver draft, too, that if, yeah, if you are the Bengals, I think they likely go wide receiver in the first round or maybe offensive line. I mean, you might want to go tackle, too. Those are probably one of the two things, but we're looking at the potential for... I mean, listen, there's maybe five receivers again, just like we had a couple of years ago, go in the first round, the Jahan Dotson and everybody that, you know, like, yeah, there's a, we're getting so much just elite wide receiver talent coming out of college football. Now these kids are so prepared and so ready to contribute pretty much right away. Keon Coleman, another one, Florida State, going to be likely a first round pick. I've seen him mocked to like the Cowboys. Yeah, Troy Franklin. I mean, it's, it's loaded. So if you're a team right now, it has some quarterbacks co- or wide receivers coming up in that spot where they're gonna have to get paid and you're not sure you want to pay them this is the chance we got quarterbacks and we got wide receivers in this draft I think it's gonna be utterly chaotic this NFL draft and I can't wait for
1: it. I love a chaotic draft Me it too. feels like we've been promised chaos in the NFL draft for like three like remember the Aaron Rodgers trade when that originally broke and then now we know Adam Sheffield was like I didn't have any sources it was just kind of a gut feel and you're like <laughs> Dude, what? But like we've been we've been promised chaos for years and we haven't gotten chaos. Daddy needs a little bit of chaos. I, you know what I mean? Daddy needs a little bit of chaos.
0: I root for chaos when it comes to the NFL draft. The first 6 to 7 picks could all be quarterback and wide receiver, and that's it. That's it. Teams are in a great spot, chance to maybe trade up. There might be a couple of teams that feel like they want to trade down. You can add some more pieces to that. But you have so much in terms of offensive firepower... I mean, even yeah, Brian Thomas Jr., another one. I mean, I'm actually looking at a mock right now. I think it may be up to like seven wide receivers in the first round. So, yeah, if you're the Bengals, it's a chance to replace maybe both of those guys. What if they find a way to trade and have two first-round picks, take themselves a tackle it? So, listen, I, I do love the Bengals. I'll say this, though. I went a different route with my plus one, and I think actually my uh, top four is going to be a lot different than yours except for <laughs> maybe one of them that are on there as well. So, I, you took one road and then you veered way off the highway, (laughs) I'm going a different road, and I'm veering off on a very different exit. It's BetMGM Tonight.